Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to another episode of the Baby Bed Podcast. I'm Sandeep Rao. It is fun to be with you on this beautiful day, wherever you are. Today, I would like to talk about, and I will be talking about something which bothers all of us, especially if we are looking for a companion, we're looking for a life partner, and we're looking for someone to make us whole, make us complete, make us the best version of ourselves. Yes, a couple of weeks back, I did speak about the perfect partner. This is a, you could probably call it as a continuation, but it's more importantly, a realization of um, things that are going on in relationships and more importantly, in my relationship and possibly even in your relationship. So if you like this topic, thank you. If you don't like this topic, do continue listening because it's always good to listen to stuff you don't like. That is educational and that is self-improvement in my own way. And it's good to get offended. So see you on the other side. The Baby Bed Podcast with Sunday Pro. Baby, check it out. The age old issue of getting married. Now, everyone wants to get married. In fact, even people who traditionally didn't get married want the right to get married. Uh, Same-sex marriages, gay people want the right. Uh, Lesbians want the right. Transgenders want the right. Why the fuss of fucking marrying a person, right? Now, I'll be honest with you. It is uh, very good in society to have that badge of being married. You get the badge and the badge, you know what I mean? But... Does it, is it as simple as what uh, people um, expect it to be? Absolutely not. Now, people give you a hard time to find that person. Now, for a couple of reasons. One is, of course, because it is just something which has become a part of our culture. And many cultures, even divorce has become a part. But let's just stick to marriage today. Because people think that you are uh, fulfilling a certain obligation to your family and to your community by getting into a contract of wedlock with an individual that gives you more respect in society. It also gives you more standing when it comes to uh, your community, depending on which family you get married into or which family marries into you. So all these are the various reasons why people got married. Then this stupid fucking thing called love came and screwed it up for everyone. Because before love, marriage was actually fun. It was actually uh, feasible. It was long lasting. But now people fall in love they expect love to last. They expect the marriage, the act of getting married to make that love more profound, to make it immortal and to make it impossibly unending. And that is the first problem of getting married to someone you love. Not a problem, but it is a bit of a hiccup in the plan, if you know what I mean, because uh, you expect that love to remain the same. You expect that love to be cute, uh, to be more uh, fuzzy, to be fun, to just be like a date which never ends. Uh, But that hasn't happened because love transforms and love in itself is a very impermanent thing. It's a very volatile thing. Uh, Love takes different shapes and forms. Love can be dependence. Love can be taking someone for granted. Love can be uh, companionship. Love can be a blowjob on a Sunday morning. And that's the thing. No one can define love. Love for you is not love for me. Love for me is not love for you. And that's how the ball rolls. That's how the wheel spins. That's how the planets turn. That's how things evolve. Yeah, just have to make it sound unnecessarily dramatic. Something. Yeah, true. But um, what I'm trying to understand on today's episode is not all these things. We know most of these things. We're pretty smart. I think... Uh, 
that's my wife. <laughs> I think we understand things. Um, what I'm trying to get to is the, these these things which happen in uh, a marriage, right? Because you want that person to be a person who you can grow with. Um, and I'm not talking about in a competitive way. It's not a challenge. But the ideal marriage I've noticed is where you become a team. Now, when I say team, it's not the typical corporate team. Like, we can do it. Teamwork. Yeah. Goals. Objectives. Appraisals. None of that shit. But I've noticed it's fun, especially with my wife. Now we're just about hitting the four-year mark later on this year. And, um, of course, you know, like any other good marriage, we've had our ups and a lot of downs. But that has made us realize and made me realize with my wife that she's my go-to person now, man. She has uh, become a cool friend of mine. Of course, you've got to have your guy friends if you're a guy. You've got to have your girlfriends if you're a girl. And, you know, for any other marriage, you've got to have those friends to keep you sane. And you've got to have your bouncing boards. You've got to have some sense of solace outside that marriage if you give up your friends for her or you give up your friends for him. That is a bad fucking move because then you're just investing all your time. And, you know, these people like, I just need my partner for the rest of my life. No, you need someone else as well to confide in because if everything becomes, you know, into that relationship, everything's introverted into that little relationship, then it just gets too much. And then you end up fucking hitting each other. You end up like hitting each other on the head with a hammer or pillow, whichever comes in handy. So you got to have that outlet. But predominantly, my wife is my really good friend. I would... Uh, uh, not like to use the word best friend because I think that's just another word which has been trivialized like love and passion. But uh, she's a really close friend of mine. And uh, sometimes we're even now, even though we do have our own group of friends, our support systems, we do end up feeling a little claustrophobic where it's just like, eh, I need some space. Give me some elbow room. Because when you live with the person, you share everything with the person, your dreams, your hopes, your fears, you are confiding and you're breathing and you're doing everything together. It just ends up being, you know, you need like, you know, one of the situations where it's good to take a step back and observe it from a little farther than usual. It's one of those things because just for the relationship to be healthy, it's nice to view it from a bit of a distance once in a while from a third eye, from a different point of view. Because... Um, that's just healthy for both of you. I think it's good if once in a while you go out with your friends alone or you travel alone or give that person space to do what they want because the harder you hold on to that person, the more they're going to push to get out of it. Yes, famous quote by Sandy Brow, which is published in the book of famous quotes by Sandy Brow, which will never get published by Sandy Brow. But I like um, taking... Uh, you know, my wife on as a team, like, you know, when we go out and, you know, either we do our dinners or a couple of drinks and when we go even for like a friend's engagement or we go for like weddings together, or we travel, we sort of, uh, you know, she's my eyes because she points out stuff and she's really cool that way. Like I remember once we were in Goa on the beach and this naked Russian chick's just walking down and she's like, can you see that? I'm like, no. She's like, all right, let me describe her to you. So basically I was getting turned on at this Russian chick through my wife's eyes. How cool is that, guys? Right. So that happens. That's <laughs> why we're a team. I jokingly call her my guide dog once in a while. Shh. She's heard it. No worries. But uh, don't worries. That's become a new no worries, Mike. Yeah. 
So yeah, we we do that, and sometimes we're just sitting at a wedding, and you know people are doing these things. You know how the group dynamics are. There's one guy trying to hook up. There's one girl trying to reject another girl. There's three girls going for the same guy. Three guys going for the same girl. So then we're just sitting and we're just enjoying the fun from a distance because we are like, yeah, what do you have to say about that? And she's just like, yeah, this is, this is, were you like this? Were you this desperate? I'm like, no, bitch, you ain't that hot. Yeah. Don't push it that far because that's not gonna work. She's like, "Who are you calling a bitch?" Yeah, they 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 flip on you in a second, man. You got to watch your words with women, because as guys, you can use the word "fuck bitch" can't very loosely, but women take that very personally, and not many of them like that word being thrown at them. Even if you don't mean it, even if you use it very flippantly, very sort of like nonchalantly, you're like, "Ah, oh, fucking man, dumb cunt." They, they it hits them, it hits them home, it hits them very hard, and they don't like that word at all. And uh, that's that's the thing with marriage. You might call it unconditional love and love forever, but there are certain conditions, certain lines you must not cross. Well, one of these things are the words. One of the things your tone. One of the things is the space thing. One of the things is respect. Whatever they do, and this whole bullshit of like, oh my 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 wife, like you know, a lot of comedians doing relationship jokes. Oh, my wife is my boss. My wife is my husband. No, all that shit. I'm sick and tired of marriage jokes because 99 percent of them are just a fucking template which are overdone. They're done to death. This is what they did in the 50s in America. We're just copying them in India right now. So stop this stupid marriage joke, you motherfucking un <laughs> unintelligent and boring comedians are just like oh my wife is my boss no your wife is not because you technically are just playing up this card that she is the person who controls the house when you in reality are the dominant fucking man who is trying to act all cool that oh I'll do it for comic value no you are not doing it for comic value no one except a dumb audience who comes and watches your show is thinking it's funny it's really not anymore please get over it get out of your asses and get out of yourselves because you know human needs to evolve with the society and really I think our Indian marriage jokes are just so old and so lame and someone needs to tell it the way it is and I'm doing that right now so 40 of you are listening thanks for believing in me yeah it's can you I mean those marriage jokes man it just bothers me like my wife eh, my wife is in the kitchen here but um I'd like to end this on a particular note because um, I, you know, grew up in Bangalore speaking English. I am a Kannada guy. I do speak the language, but predominantly I think in the language of English. And I really wish I had learned Sanskrit. And this is not to fit into the modern Modi Hindu India. It's basically to have understood what happened during my wedding ceremony. See, because when you look at Christian weddings, uh, either in the movies or you go for a friend from you know Sophia's or from you know St Joseph's or one of these schools they have a very basic ceremony they do sing the songs in latin they do have the priest going ah, 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 ah. that that's basically a kid is blowing him while he's singing so that's why it's like ah, 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 ah. yeah that's that's it yeah but when they do actually exchange vows they are doing it in english right like you've heard the typical thing do you david Take Lisa to be your lawfully wedded wife in sickness and in health, in good times and bad, for the rest of your life in heaven and on earth, in the name of the Lord, till death do you part. I do, I do, I do, I do. Do you, Lisa, take David to be your sugar daddy, to be your man who spank you the night, who make your boobies fear? No, no, <laughs> that would be a great fucking priest. I'd love give him a hug. To make you fair, to make you go wet and wild. To sprinkle that holy water on your face and you swallow. No, do you, Lisa? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, so do you, Lisa, take David to be your lovely fair husband to sickness and in health and in heaven and earth and, and good times and bad till that do your part? I do. 
See, those are terms and conditions, but you understand them. Have you been for a wedding in South India, a Hindu wedding? Because I'm Brahmin and my wedding lasted one hour where the priest was actually talking for 55 minutes. He, he translated a bit into English because he realized we didn't speak uh, Sanskrit or understood the shlokas. He translated a bit, but not all of it. So I know some of the reasons behind the rituals where you tie the Mangal Sutra or you go around the fire, the seven steps, etc., etc. But it's like getting into a job without reading the entire contract. It's like signing up for a new uh, special on one of these platforms without knowing what you're getting into. That's what I feel I've gotten into, even though I haven't gotten on Netflix yet or Amazon. Fuck Amazon Prime for now. For now, for now, if you guys hear it, I love uh, any platform. I'll take even uh, Balaji, Alt Balaji right now. I'll take even Doordarshan's platform. DD platform. Yeah, double dose of DD. But um, I don't know what I've gotten into because I know that... We're together and we're legally bound by the registrar, the sub-registrar of marriages. But beyond that, I don't know what that priest has gone and said. Now, someone has a copy of that transcript. Someone's got that shloka down there. Someone's got it down. And I don't know to be like, suddenly I'm like, I told you so. And suddenly like, oh, according to your little ritual, your ceremony, in Sanskrit, what you agreed to was um, building a home in 30 acres of land and providing for 55 children and to uh, have sex with puppies. I'm like, which part of the shloka is that? Which, which part was it? And that was the one which I missed out on. So apparently, I don't know what I've gotten into. But I know I did it for love, and that's all matters. <laughs> for now, until I get on DD platform for, you know, my new comedy special. <laughs> and then someone's like, dude, you're fucked. Uh, marriage, it's fun. And today's been fun as well. Thank you for listening as always. I'll be back with something else to talk about next week because that's life. It just throws stuff at you and you either talk about it or you brush it under the carpet and one fine day it comes out as an emotional breakdown. So if you are listening, thank you. And do talk about shit as opposed to putting it up in your system and let it being all pent up and it comes out the wrong way. Share your thoughts. Have people you can trust in life because it makes a difference. And if you have that person you call a husband, a wife or someone you love, make them a person to belong on your team because... You don't have too many people in this life fending for you and vouching for you. So you might have, might as well have one or two people doing that. All right. Take care of yourselves till next week. Ciao, motherfucker. The Baby Bed Podcast, every Wednesday. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, please do check out the other episodes on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. And I would much appreciate it if you could like the video, share it with people who you think might enjoy it. And of course, do subscribe to the channel because it will help me and the podcast grow and reach more people just like you. So thanks again. Appreciate it.